Hello, my pancake peeps, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, take a second to subscribe and leave a review, share with some friends, and while you're listening, make sure you check out the Breakfast store with so much amazing merchandise at breakfast.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope. It's Independence Day, the holiday, not the movie. That would be terrifying. So for the 4th of July, I had to bring in a guest who's going to bring that firework energy. And I can't think of anyone who embodies that more than my buddy, my guest, Brett Moline. This dude is an award-winning actor, writer, director. You've seen him on some of your favorite shows like Good Girls, Two Broke Girls. So apparently any show with girls in the title, Brett's in it. He's also had some of his projects win major awards on the festival circuits. So we will talk about that. He's also a force on stage as well as on the screen as an alumnus of the Groundling Sunday Company and the UCB sketch team. So this dude is versatile. And that's not all. We had breakfast from TNC's Tackle Box, Seafood, and more. So get ready for some Cajun food talk. So put down the sparklers and the Roman candles and don't aim them at anybody's butt, guys, because we have Brett Moline today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. I could go on a Hallmark card. <laughs> My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Brett Moline, welcome to the Breakfast Studio. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> I love it. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm great. I, uh, you know, it's it's wonderful to be out and about and getting to hang out with friends and right. go have have little uh, Breakfast, uh, yeah. you know, w- with my buddy. It's It's been really nice. We had one of the most unique Breakfasts of all time, I have to say, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, we met because we're both from Nebraska. We're both Nebraska football, every sport fans, really. And, uh, you know, we could have met in any number of ways because we have so many friends in common uh, from the comedy world and we're both from Nebraska, but we live in Los Angeles. But we met, like, watching Nebraska football games at various bars throughout L.A., you know? <laughs> so, we did. We, we met through our passion and rage mm-hmm. uh, for for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, I mean, the cool Don't thing, forget disappointment. And disappointment, <laughs> passion, rage. That You have to understand and harness those three emotions if you're a Nebraska football fan. <laughs> I had, oh, uh, gosh, I had Riley Smith on, and he's like one of my buddies. He's on every TV show. He played, oh, uh, gosh, if you watch Freaks and Geeks, he was the jock on Freaks and Geeks, right? Oh, That's cool. Cindy Dates, right? And he's been on every show since then. But he's a diehard Iowa fan, and it's just like the worst every time we play Iowa he is just blowing up my phone with just the the memes, like all these things. I was like, "Can we beat Iowa once, God. so I could turn it around on him?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyway, that's how we met. But you are, uh, you know, you and I both work a lot in the comedy scene. I want to talk about a show you did that you that you wrote and starred in a while back called Hypocrite. Tell me about how that project came about. I wrote this uh, short, it's a 10-minute uh, short film that we, you know, shot and clear back in 2018, and, uh, and 
yeah, went had a nice little festival run, and basically, I it's about a guy who gives advice for a living, but he's never taken his own because he's too busy taking advantage of people who underestimate him for having clipophile syndrome, uh, which is uh, a uh, rare. Uh, uh, severe form of scoliosis, uh, right. which I live with, and um, yeah, and so uh, having a you know physical disability, there's uh, you know you you walk through life uh, differently than than able-bodied people, and uh, so it references moments of uh, from my real life, uh, and uh, while telling the story of this character who's you know he gives advice for a living, and he's he's a uh, you know great with people, but in his personal life, there's things that he hasn't addressed, and. He's uh, gonna start addressing them because uh, he wants you know those parts of his life to change and get better. Uh, it is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know it's been uh, it's been cool to see the response to it, and we're we're developing it right now uh, to be a, t- a TV show. Um, you know, it's a long uh, long road, uh, but uh, it's been going well so far, and. Um, yeah, I, what inspired me to write it was two things. Um, I I had a situation. It was a th- it was a moment that happened to me, basically where um, I was at a Starbucks and this guy um, started filming me, and he didn't think I was paying attention. I was on my phone, and he, out of the corner of my eye, I like see him, and he starts filming me. And, you know, basically to make fun of... I, for those of you listening, I, I have a very short neck due to my... Uh, I had uh, surgery and it f- they fused my neck when I was a little kid. So I like basically have my neck from like second grade. And, uh, so yeah, so I have a very short neck and, and he was making fun of my neck. <clears throat> Excuse me. I caught him, you know, I, I called him on it, but I didn't, uh, you know, it was still a shitty deal and, and I was very angry and, but I always, I, I held on to that moment in a sense where I wasn't, uh, I always felt like that wasn't going to be a moment that was just that happened for no reason. I felt like that was a moment in my life uh, that was going to change my life in a good way. And um, that moment is in the short pilot film. And, uh, and I, yeah, I use that to kind of create uh, the tone and the POV of this character. Um, and also, uh, I was at a, a TV festival in New York with a different project, and there was the New York Television Festival. Yeah, yeah, rest I was, in pieces. Yeah, I was there with the, uh, your buddy uh, Zora Beacon Gaga, who was Breakfast Number Two. Zora Beacon Gaga. We went there with his uh, show, The HOA, back oh, in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun festival. Fun festival. It was a. a f- they need to do another uh, somewhere. Anybody listening, if, if you have the means to make a festival, do a TV festival. It was the only, like, legit TV festival, pilot festival, that really helped, you know, like, some people get their stuff going, and and they had some great partners, and anyway, they, you know, the guy that runs it started doing his own thing and making his own projects, which, good on him, so. Yeah. But we were there, and there was this pilot that was about this dude who had a made-up physical disability, uh, the dude playing the guy uh, was able-bodied dude in real life, and um, the pilot was very well produced. It looked amazing. Uh, the two died, two dudes who wrote it and shot it, very nice dudes, and their their hearts were in the right place. But the character 
the main character was, you know, again, had a made-up disability, and the entire pilot, they, the, everyone, every other character treated this character poorly. And the disabled person never addressed it. Uh, he never talked about his disability. We never really learned what it was. He had an abnormally large head, but that's all we knew. And then at the end of the pilot, we see he goes into his uh, therapist's office. I'm like, oh, great, we're finally going to hear from this guy, how he feels about all these people mistreating him, what his disability is, how he feels about his disability. Because they just had him as this unflappable, smiling guy, you know? Yeah. And right when he goes to talk about it, the therapist goes, I know what you're going to say, and we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about the fact that you have an abnormally large head. And then the pilot ends. It won the festival. Oof. Audience award, uh, critics award, all of the all of the uh, industry people voted for it. It got all of the accolades. It got it got the Variety article, all the stuff. And I and when it got over in the Q and A, uh, you know they're. I was waiting for one of the creators to be like, yeah, we made this because um, my wife lives with this or my, you know, like some, you know, to their real life. Like, why why write this type of story? And the only thing they said was like, yeah, we wanted to write a, a story for, you know, a guy that's that's needed to win. And I just like, that to me was the final. I literally, I walked out of that Q&A and I called my buddy Jake, and I said, we're shooting Hypocrite. Because I talked to him about the idea. I said, dude, I'm coming back. We're gonna, I'm going to write it, and we're going to shoot this thing. So I came back. I wrote the thing, the 10-minute thing in like a month. And then two months later, we shot it. Karen Moriyama stars oh, in it. Oh, who we might see very soon on this show. I mean, I'm just saying. The season finale is coming up, Brett. Maybe, <laughs> spoiler alert, but yes, we love Karen Moriyama. Uh, wonderful. Yes, yeah, she's incredible. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so, and then we filmed it, and I guess my thing is, and for anybody listening, like, this is, uh, I think that there is a, there's a movement happening, um, just like we've seen, uh, with, with other marginalized folks, uh, on TV where, you know, their stories were getting told by people who don't walk in their shoes. Yeah. And they, and obviously, they were told in the wrong ways, because those people who don't walk in their shoes don't really know what it's like and it's the same thing with disabled folks and so that's what i'm like uh, you know i'm a disabled dude i know i like i need to tell these stories that i know and and want people to see and and in a beautiful way because of the last year and a half you know when i first made the film like people had you know they had a great response to it but now when people see it it's such a deeper and more meaningful response for them from them uh i think that you know in our fucked up last year and a half that we've had in our world um i think that society and humanity as a whole has gained empathy has gained um more interest and uh sincere wanting to know about other people's lives and and how they're living and yeah. to connect with them Right. You know, I think more than ever, humans on Earth and who we're around, we want to connect, and that's because we haven't been able to, you know? Yeah, and, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about when you were telling your story is, look, maybe those guys, like you said, maybe their hearts are in the right places. But when you're telling a story like that, 
and you don't have any kind of personal stake in it or anyone that's actually experienced something like that, what you're missing is they have this point of view of this guy because he has that point of view because he hasn't, they don't know anyone who's lived through it. And so they're, they're just missing that part of it mm-hmm. is the real detail of let's make it authentic to what somebody, instead of like, yeah, this smiling guy that just does this and never talks about it. To me, that seems unrealistic yeah. uh, and should have been addressed at some point during the show. And the fact that everyone still loved it, maybe it was, like you said, it was greatly pro- it was produced and it was fine and everything. But that point of view part and that on- authenticity part, to me, just means like, wow, what a missed opportunity for all these guys. And, and no one stood up to say like, hey, but what about this? Yeah. You know? So I'm glad that... You're doing your own project, which is going to be better, which the the (laughs) short version is better than that, I'm sure, and more authentic and uh, still hilarious in its own way and and, and looks great and has great people in it. Congrats on that project. I I love that people can take their authentic experiences. And and that's one thing I'm always looking for in shows is watching something about things I don't know anything about and that are interesting, you know? So everyone has that... some kind of authentic story in them. Maybe uh, they're not as exciting or uh, original, but like anything that's essentially you is always going to be a better story than something that you're like, oh, we just kind of thought it'd be fun to write generically about exactly this guy that needs a win. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, you also look another thing I saw, and I saw, and I don't know if you can watch Hypocrite now anywhere. Yes, you can. Yeah, okay. I, I tell you, if you go into YouTube and you just type in, uh, so we, we have a YouTube channel, Genuine Jerks. But if you just type in Genuine Jerks Hypocrite, yeah, just how it sounds, Genuine Jerks Hypocrite into the search bar, it should pop up. Genuine uh, Jerks, you. that's your uh, YouTube channel. Yes, it's not just a fancy name. J- Brett and his friends are <laughs> jerks. They're jerks, and uh, you, you try to get them to not be jerks. They won't. They're real. They're genuine jerks. They're <laughs> they're real jerks. They're not going to dick you around. They will be real jerks to you. That's right. That's why they have the name genuine jerks. They're not lying. It's who they are. <laughs> anyway, I really loved uh, another uh, project I saw. I think it was like something that was in the Project Greenlight competition called The Lady Killer. Oh, yeah, Lady Killers, yeah, that yeah. That was so funny, man. So uh, you can, they can see that on your website, the brettmaline.com, yes, right? absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil too much, but Brett, as as a guy going on a bunch of dates, is it's everything. <laughs> I, it's everything I need uh, any day. <laughs> it's great. Just go and oh, check that out, guys. You have done some TV shows. I mentioned like Good Girls, <laughs> yeah. and oh god, uh, two, two broke girls. Yeah. What was funny was when I was watching some of your scenes online. Uh, the, what was it? The Good Girls scene. Mm-hmm. I was watching, and I was like. Oh shit! I auditioned for this part too. <laughs> like we both auditioned for part. So that to me is cool. I actually don't mind it when I when I see that somebody that I really like got the part. You know, I'm like, yeah, he he was better for this part than I was. You know, <laughs> how was your audition process for that, and how was the shooting that show? Because that's got a lot of big names on it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you, it was uh, uh, that casting director. She's a wonderful lady. She brought me in uh, a few times, and good girls, you know, they they want to bring in Midwest peeps. I'm sure as your I'm sure your manager agent told you that. And so uh, I'd been in a few times, and and honestly, I'd been pinned twice for the show. Um, and then the, the third time, I got pinned and then and got cast. And uh, she's yeah, she's just a wonderful 
a lot of casting directors, sometimes I feel like they kind of enjoy having this, lack of a better term, power over you. I don't feel that at all with her. I mean, she's just, she really wants you to book the role and, like, will continue to bring you back uh, if she knows that you're right for the show and really believes in you. And I, and, and there's a bunch of casting directors that are, that do that same thing, too, you know. Um, but, yeah, so it was great, and uh, working on the show was dope. You know, I got to... Got to work with Dave, uh, Dave Tooney, who you know he's a UCB guy, and Dave and, Tooney is one of the funniest guys that I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. he's a good dude. So I got to hang out with him, and then uh, and the guy from SLC Punk. I'm blanking on his name, but you know who I'm talking about. You know no. the show, the movie SLC Punk. I have never seen it. Is is that Matthew you've Lillard? Never, yeah, Matthew Lillard. You've never oh, seen okay. SLC Punk. What the fuck is wrong? Well, hey, you. I've never seen it. You didn't know the guy's name. I knew his name. You've seen it. So. <laughs> Look, we completed a sandwich together, Brett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Matthew. Oh, that's cool, Matthew. Oh, that's right, because Matthew Lillard plays uh, Christina Hendricks' husband yes, on the show. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was dope, and it was just a little, you know, uh, fun shoot, and yeah, I don't know, it was a good time. Yeah. Before we go any further, we had breakfast from TNC's Tackle Box, Seafood, and more in Van Nuys. I love this place because we talked about it. it used to be a, a food truck and started out that way. And they and then they got a place in Bellflower, which is like in the southern end of Los Angeles, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now they have one in Van Nuys. And so it's a newer spot up here. It's a lot of Cajun food. How would you feel about our meal from TNC's Tackle Box? I loved it. It felt like a hidden gem. You know, it was just a hole-in-the-wall yeah. spot. And, man, they had I, – I literally took home – I, I loved their hot. They have homemade hot sauce. I went back in and I asked them if they had a, if they were selling bottles of it, and they were so nice. They put they went in the back. They got a jar filled up this mason jar for me of their hot sauce. They're like, yeah, just give us five bucks. Yeah, they're good dudes, and yeah, that well, I had the salmon on top of the I think it was jasmine yellow rice or something like that, blackened salmon. It was I I, I love Cajun food. Yeah, and it was amazing. I loved it too. First of all, the two guys, Chris and Chef Trev. Yeah. I love anybody who goes by Chef, whatever. Yeah. But Chef Trev is the coolest name of a chef I've ever heard. <laughs> chef Trev. Uh, anyway, I got one of their tackle boxes which with catfish. So it was catfish that was fried. That was delicious. I got their mac and cheese, which is a really nice. I think it had a couple different types of cheese in it. And fried okra. Now, my mom used to make okra all the time in Nebraska. I hated it because it wasn't fried. It was very slimy, but fried. Now I can say that, okay, I get that okra can taste pretty good when it's fried, but it has to be fried. (laughs) (laughs) And that hot sauce, you're right, it was good. Uh, I like the hot sauce. I think they have four or five different types of hot sauce. You and I both had the kind of like the Louisiana type hot sauce. They have four or five different types of hot sauce? Yeah, they have four different types of sauces. Four or five different types of sauces. I think we got the basic hot sauce. Now, they have something there that they call 7-Up Cake. And they were actually making it while we were eating there. So I went back later on in that day when they said they would have it ready. And I got a piece of, I would have brought it to you, Brett. But, you know, it uh, it wouldn't, it would have gone bad by the time I right, brought sure, it to you. Right, sure, of course. Anyway, the 7-Up Cake, I assume it's like uh, it's like a bunt cake. And you can see that they did the, you know, the, the drizzle icing that they put on top of it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty delicious, pretty moist, delicious. And uh, I can see why they make that 
cake, you know, because a lot of times you'll their thing will be like a, at a Cajun place will be like a peach cobbler or something like that. But this mm. is there's this place is the Seven Up Cake, and I think they have a they have a red ribbon cake or something like that. They're not quite up and running with the tables yet because they're that new, and also we you know things yeah, just totally. kind of opened up. Yeah. So uh, you and I had the unique opportunity. Like <laughs> we actually sat. In you the know, back of my we, shitty we like, PT Cruiser, we sat in the... But yeah, didn't yeah. that not remind you of being in Nebraska and tailgating, like, before yeah. a game where we're just, like, literally sitting on the back of your car? We didn't have, like, a mini pony keg or anything like that or, like, you know, uh, any beers to shotgun. But other than that, you know, us eating Cajun food, it kind of reminded me of Nebraska, you know, and uh, or just being at a game, which is, like, I, I'm the jonesing to go to a game again where we get to, like cheer for our teams and be happy or really mad either one at the end you know (laughs) yeah i thought that was fun so thank you for you know enjoying that breakfast with me uh i'm happy to like talk about this new place and hopefully they they thrive and are there for a long time because i want to keep going back it's not the easiest thing to get cajun food in california sometimes yeah there are a few good places but it's not like there's it's not like thai food where i could i could throw a rock in any direction hit a pretty good thai place you know what i mean (laughs) so uh, thank you for that, and uh, we'll all have to go back there some other time. And I'll have to take you to some of the other Cajun places around, too, and we'll compare. Like, Mom's House is also really good Cajun food in the same area. So, But, yeah, TNC's Tackle Box. Go check it out, guys. It's on Kester. It's right next to this car wash, one of those manual car washes where you actually have to, like, wash the thing yourself instead of driving through. So before we get out of here, Brett, I need to get three quick recommendations from Brett Moline. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that most people – don't know. Um, I on the spectrum on HBO. Mm. Uh, as uh, due to the disability, I am very critical of shows um, that star uh, characters with disabilities, and uh, because of what we talked about earlier, you know that, that often they're told by people who aren't disabled, and they don't get it right. But this particular show, uh, it's actually an Israeli show uh, that was made in 2018. It won all the awards over there. And uh, HBO just picked it up. It's about three uh, three characters who are, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, uh, who all live together and uh, who uh, are all on the spectrum. And it's just a very well done, uh, like, it's beautifully shot, very cinematic. I think the most important thing in telling stories about disabled folks is what we were talking about earlier, is just be authentic. Don't give the audience what they want to see because probably what the audience wants to see isn't what happens in real life. And this show puts you in the room with these characters and we just are there with them and we get to see their lives and how they really are. The show is made by uh, a woman who has a brother who is on, on the spectrum. Nice. And, um, it's very well done. It's funny. It's gut wrenching, gut wrenching at times. And it's, an amazing show that I, I hope more people watch. And so you can watch it in Israeli with with subtitles or HBO. Good on HBO. This is starting to do stuff right. Uh, there is a school here in L.A. that um, helps uh, people who are on the spectrum uh, with with uh, social, uh, uh, social skills and, and speaking. And so they have graduates and current students from that school do the overdubs. Uh, so if you want to listen to it in English, you can hear the overdubs from students of and graduates of that school. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? It was it was the reality show on Netflix about 
um, the super rich Asian people here in LA. Uh, Bling. Oh yeah, right. I haven't Something watched that. Like that. Is, yeah. it, is it is it fun? It was so interesting to me how they have their money. I mean, the one dude has owns hotels in Thailand, oh, wow. but lives here in LA. Yeah. You know, like, and so I, it, I liked it, and I, you know, it's like all the other yeah. reality shows with all the rich people. You know, they find like dumb, petty things to be mad about and get dramatic about. You know, but to me, it was cool because just to see, like, I mean, obviously they're super rich and like, but how they are rich and all that. So yeah, yeah. cool. What's the show or movie that inspires you? I think that shows like Rami, Insecure, Atlanta, those are the shows that have opened doors for a lot of people. And I've met Rami, you know, and and hung with him a few times, and he is an incredible human being yeah. who is kind and humble and obviously so talented. And, um, you know, when I see people like him uh, have success, it really it makes me happy, and uh, it makes me want to work hard to, to do that because I think people like Rami and, and, you know, the people that are making those shows – yeah, they're making good television, but they're doing so much for our society. Yeah, Rami's a great show. I recommend it highly. It's great. Uh, I loved it. And it's, yeah, it's one of those shows where you get everything. You get some emotion. You get some comedy. You get some truth bombs. You know, yeah. all that stuff's in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. You know, we didn't mention this, but you grew up in a small town in Nebraska like I did. Where are you from? Minden? Minden. Minden. 3,000 people, two stoplights, surrounded by cornfields. I worked on a corn and soybean farm in high school. Wow. Okay. I, I, look, I, I walked to soybean crops. We, we had a Campbell soup plant in our town too. So Whoa. we did stuff like we had, we'd go help them scoop up all the chickens in this warehouse. You're from I mean, Tecumseh, right? Tecumseh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we uh, had home of, uh, Matt Davidson. Matt Davidson. Yeah. Uh, he, he used to, he's younger than me, but he, we used to ride the same bus to school. <laughs> he was such an annoying little kid at the time. Uh, <laughs> I know his sister. I know his brother. I know his whole family. Yeah. Uh, if you go way back to like the seventies, this guy named Tough Tony Davis, uh, Tony is, Davis is from uh, from uh, Tecumseh also. Yeah, uh, one of Reagan's speechwriters, Barney Oldfield from Tecumseh. Yeah, wow. Uh, and George Foreman's first promoter, same guy uh, from Tecumseh. Yeah. So what's Minden got? Brett Moline? No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brett Moline. Well, look, at least you can be the most famous person from Minden. I'll never be the most famous person from Tecumseh. So, well, we do have. I tell you, there is uh, one cool person that's from Minden. Uh, he is the former manager of Michael Jackson, Dolly Parton. Like, he was a huge oh, music manager. Cool. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Maury. Uh, Jim Maury. Very cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. Minden, Tecumseh, rising up. Yeah. We're next, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, if you'd like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Brent Moline and I enjoying our Brentfast from TNC's Tackle Box, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And finally, you demanded it at a Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks, perfect for any time of the year. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentfast store. You'll be so glad you did. On social media, hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow. If you have a breakfast question, ask away. And make sure you follow my Facebook actor page. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave a review, share it with friends. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in over 36 countries, over six continents. And trust me, my omelet omnivores, my coffee cohort, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all the Breakfast slice and dicing. Much appreciate. Big ups also my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. Brett Moline, what is next for you? Any big projects you're developing? And where can we find you on social media? 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at breezy double underscore f double underscore baby breezy b r e e z y uh, or and then you can go on YouTube our YouTube channel genuine jerks we're always putting videos up also follow my Patreon uh, you can subscribe to my Patreon where you can see all my short films and uh, and uh, the only spot to see uh, my live streams that I do we have a uh, my buddy Kimo and I uh, have a sports cat, weekly sports cast. Any Husker fans? Uh, we talk a lot about Husker sports. Cool. Uh, among other, you know, NBA, NFL. Uh, we're getting into uh, uh, UFC actually. Oh, nice. Uh, oddly enough, too. But um, yeah, and uh, I am working on a. Uh, we shot a comedy musical special over the uh, pandemic, and we're editing that, getting ready to release it sometime soon. And then I have a brand new short film that uh, we also shot during the pandemic over two, basically it's just two iPhone screens interacting with one another. Nice. Um, and then uh, and we're getting ready to put that into festivals. And uh, along with uh, developing the, um, the TV show for, <clears throat> excuse me, Hypocrite, for my short film, and then we just shot a web series that Brent uh, was oh, in. Yes, yes, uh, we got to thank you again for lending your talent. Well, thank you for having me. Us. That was that was a fun time, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, you were there when the cops came, right? Yeah, the cops definitely <laughs> came. Yeah, yep. Uh, so yeah, and that'll be coming out on our channel, uh, you know, later this summer. So. A lot of fun stuff going on. Excellent, man. Well, look, I consider you one of my good buddies out here in L.A. I'm glad you're from Nebraska. I'm glad you're having success. You're super talented. Love all your work, man. And keep going, man. You're you're We're heading places. And I, I look forward to seeing what you do next. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And with that, we put another hypocritically acclaimed episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. <laughs>